what do you want to be when you grow up? This question gets posed to us many a times throughout our lives. As children, we all dream about what we want to be when we grow up. Some of us define that dream based on what adults in our lives do, characters on television shows we watch, or roles we learn about in books. Some people know exactly what they will do when they grow up. Others do not know until the first couple of years of college or even later. Welcome to Keys to the Future. My name is Gabby Coe and I'm a senior systems engineer at one of the most successful engineering companies in the world. In this season, I'm presenting a series of conversations with many experts, most in science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM careers, who will provide a glimpse into their professional world and hopefully inspire you to learn more about what they do and help you explore career options. With the pandemic over the past 18 months, we have seen so many stories of medical professionals putting their own safety at risk and demonstrating the grit and compassion needed to care for the physical well-being of people each and every day. This has had such an impact on individuals around the world and also played a critical role for nations trying to address and recover from the pandemic. This near superhuman dedication by medical professionals during this crisis has inspired and motivated more and more students to join their ranks. Many have been inspired by national personalities such as Dr. Anthony Fauci, a renowned immunologist at the forefront of the pandemic. But they are also influenced by their local doctors who want to make a difference in their communities and effect social justice. The need for doctors is growing. According to the Association of American Medical Colleges, more doctors are needed by 2033 to make up the predicted shortage of doctors across the United States. So this search and interest for the profession is very timely to help fill that gap. There is so much to talk about, so let's get started. Today, we are very fortunate to have a physician to speak to us about a career in medicine. We'll learn about the skill sets that are required get a glimpse into what a physician's day looks like working with patients, and some advice for someone thinking of a career in medicine. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Vakesh Rajani, a physician who I not only consider to be one of those heroes who are getting us through the pandemic, but also a dear friend who is very kind to offer his time to speak with us. Welcome to Keys to the Future, Dr. Rajani, and thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to share your experience. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So you and so many other medical professionals have been such an inspiration to us all. And I think the title physician can mean a lot of things to many people. And I'm curious, what does the title physician mean to you? Most people, I think, think about physicians as being somebody perhaps who's uh, highly trained or accomplished or perhaps knowledgeable. But beyond that traditional type of definition, I think physicians can be defined by having certain attributes. And some of those, not all, but some of those revolve around that patient-physician relationship and the responsibilities that go with that. One of the key attributes I think physicians need and have is of caring. And I think that in the past, the profession's really been equated with treatment and diagnosis and treatment of illness and disease. And over time, I think this has evolved and to encompass a, a more global view of caring. And I think that 
modern medicine has allowed us to recognize that it's not just about diagnosis and treatment, but really taking care of the individual as a whole. And the aspect of caring as it applies to that patient-physician relationship that I spoke about really extends more towards preventative health care, care of the person and recognizing that, yes, they may have illness or disease that you treat. But beyond that also, there are aspects about the uh, relationship that go beyond sometimes when there are no cures or impartial cures or uh, treatments available for an individual. So it's become more clear that it's essential that that caring aspect comes through in all those circumstances. I think it's also important that physicians are inquisitive. And I think that also forms an essential part of what forms a physician and what is a physician. Because after all, the more we've learned about healthcare and the human condition, uh, we've come to understand this so much that we don't understand about it. And so having that inquisitive nature is essential too. And I think lends itself to allowing the physician to be a lifelong learner. Inherent to the practice of medicine, there's always going to be some degree of uncertainty with illness and disease because everybody's different and their responses to a condition may be different too. And so sometimes there's a tendency for physicians to presume that they know everything. But I think it's well understood now by physicians that we don't know that. And a particular diagnosis and approach to a patient is going to vary all the time. And so I think having that inquisitive nature is, it really forms a basic part of being a physician. I love that. You mentioned global view of caring, taking care of the individual as a whole, not just the particular illness or maybe diagnosis that you're looking at. And then there's still a lot more to learn in that inquisitiveness that really comes into play. So how did you become interested in having a career as a physician? Is it what you thought it would be? So my interest came at an early age. And even though my parents didn't go to college, I think the values that were instilled in me uh, and my brother from quite a young age of really uh, helping others, regardless of the circumstance, probably kindled something in me at an early point. And that, together with my early interest in science, I think led to the fact that by the time I was in high school, the practice of medicine really felt like it was a calling for me. And of course, now I really do consider it to be a privilege. And I can't imagine a more fulfilling career. I love that, that your interest in science really led you down the path that maybe you hadn't thought of before. And so I really could not even imagine how busy your days are right now. I mean, we're in the pandemic, but I've known you for quite a few years. And from where I sit, I really have observed that you spend a lot of time caring for others, not only within your profession, but also in general. So can you describe a day in the life of someone in your career? So I am trained and specialized in internal medicine and roles for physicians do vary according to the path they choose. So once you graduate from medical school, typically a physician will enter to residency program to further their training. And in internal medicine, we deal with adults and the primary care of adults. And the first part of my career after graduating from residency training, I uh, really was focused on uh, hospital-based medicine and hospital-based care. So it's, it's what we would often describe to be somewhat episodic care. So we would care for patients in uh, an acute care setting. They were presenting with an acute problem or illness. 
Well, sometimes they were in the hospital for an elective procedure and we were handling their case. But now I uh, practice a little bit more traditional internal medicine style practice where I do uh, a lot of, I spend a lot of my time with patients in the office in a longitudinal type fashion. So the patients I know have been, have been known to me for many, many years and it's a different pace in the office. So sometimes uh, we may be encountering patients who are coming again for an acute situation where they've got an acute problem. Other situations, it may be that they're there because they have a chronic condition that we're following and uh, caring for, uh, such as diabetes or cardiac issue. And then, uh, of course, the uh, other portion of our uh, care is focused on preventative medicine. And the days in the office are, of course, centered on that uh, patient-physician relationship, but also the days are varied as well, because there may be times where I may be uh, talking in the community or doing some community outreach. Uh, We also focus on population data and looking at where our patient population may have opportunities to positively be impacted and um, looking at how we can help those people that we serve as a whole. The uh, other areas I think that it's important to note here would be that we really do focus on a team-based approach so that patients really do feel well cared for by a team environment. So I often spend time interacting with social workers or with uh, case managers or with uh, physical or occupational therapists uh, in the community. Uh, sometimes it's a home health nurse who's visiting a patient and then also collaborating with nurse practitioners or PAs who collaborate on cases with me as well. So the days have a lot of interest and a lot of uh, variation as to what we do. That sounds very interesting. You mentioned patient care, community outreach, team-based care approach that allows you to collaborate with other professionals in your community to make sure that the the care that's provided to your patient is the outmost uh, care. It is more inclusive of other aspects, uh, not just the medical portion. So what is the most important or rewarding thing about what you do each day? Oh, there's so much. Seeing patients overcome illness or improve their health, keeping them well and speaking to patients and their families is incredibly rewarding. I'm very fortunate also to have a dedicated staff and that's really that really get involved and get to know our patients. And knowing that our patients feel really welcomed and getting that feedback from them over the years has been really gratifying. And I can't tell you the number of times, uh, there's not a week that goes by that we don't get um, some great feedback from patients. I have thank you cards and we get calls and I keep every one of those cards that I received over the years and it's so rewarding. That sounds such a nice gesture from the patients. So now I'm curious, what key steps did you take to get you to where you are in your career and was it a, a straight shot there? So I think for me, making sure that this truly was the path I wanted to follow was important. So by the time I was in high school, I had really established that this really would be a focus for me and my professional career. But during that process, I did explore it quite a lot. I volunteered at a hospital, actually worked as a transporter, a patient transporter before starting medical school, and also worked in care home for children with disabilities. And this, these types of interactions really gave me a flavor of what I would expect as I entered this journey. That sounds very interesting. You explored, volunteered to get that flavor. Maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't. And then that would help you make other decisions to continue on your journey. So in your opinion, and you already touched on some of these, but in your opinion, what skills, abilities, and personal attributes does a successful physician need to have? Uh, Yes, we did touch on some of those. 
attributes, but I think some key things I would say are being a great communicator and listener as part of that. You know, what we can do for an individual or a community or that interaction that we have with a patient, a lot of that relies on our ability to uh, make sure that we are able to communicate well and effectively in a way that's appropriate for that individual. And personalizing that for that, that individual is a key factor so that we can help that person uh, and adapt that person's uh, care in a way that's most appropriate for them. Not everybody's the same. And there's so much variation as to what one person is interested in addressing or incorporating in their life, uh, or even the types of uh, treatments they may wish to have. And so that communication is key. Being compassionate, and that really means being compassionate, even when there's a situation where it's really difficult. Sometimes there may be a situation where a patient may not want to do what is being suggested or recommended, and having the compassion to know that and treating that person as an individual and making sure you can have the respect for that individual so that they can choose their path knowing given the education and given the information that they need. Also, I think humility, because there are many times that I've been sure of a certain situation. And as the process unfolds in terms of diagnosis or the treatment condition, I come to realize that, you know, maybe we need to change directions and being able to accept that we don't know, we don't always know the exact right path the situation may need is also very important. And so having the humility to know that and honesty that uh, you can share that with your patients is important. Those are great attributes. You mentioned great communication skills so that you're effectively communicating with your patients, but also the other professionals with whom you're coordinating care and then being compassionate. And wow, we have seen that compassion front and center during the pandemic, but that compassion goes on every single day as part of your practice, whether we're aware of it or not. And also humility, as you mentioned, you don't have all the answers and being able to recognize that is key. Now, you already talked about this, this most rewarding aspects of your profession, but can you also talk to us about the most challenging aspects? So with, of course, the changes we've all experienced with the pandemic, we've had to adapt uh, to that. But I think one of the things that stands out with physicians in general is a concern about administrative burden. And there's a lot of focus given to the concern about that perhaps causing burnout. And I think to really mitigate that, having a balance, making sure that you do have a way of getting the resource that you need so that you're not overburdened by paperwork or other uh, tasks really so that it, it can redirect us towards what we came here to do, which was patient care, is important. And emotionally, I think you also have to be prepared as it's a profession that can be consuming and you will see people who are unwell and there are situations where obviously there may be sad situations where patients don't do well or don't have the outcomes you would have hoped for. And um, emotionally being prepared for that is also important. I think it's a profession that also becomes part of your identity and involves lifelong learning, as we were talking about earlier. And some of us really feel like internal students. And for me, that really suits me well, because it, you know, each day is different and interesting. But it's that patient interaction that's the most rewarding. I love that throughout our conversation, you mentioned lifelong learning. And in my opinion, that applies to all professions. With new technologies coming out continually, we need to have that mindset to continue to learn so that we can develop new treatments and cures. So I'm also curious to learn 
about any obstacles that you had to overcome and what kept you motivated to continue on your journey. So med school and residency certainly placed a lot of demands on you and it can be challenging and the academic demands or the uh, just the workload during residency certainly can be trying. But I think to the best advice I would give with that would be to really find a good balance and understand what's important to you to find a, a balance in that. And I think that uh, when you don't have good balance, of course, you it does uh, lead to fatigue and burnout. But for me, I think every day does bring interesting new challenges and things to learn. And that in itself is very motivating. But then making sure that you do balance things because medicine really does become prominent throughout your life. And it's important that you seek that emotional balance and making sure that you also have time to care for yourself. That's very important. So what is some advice that you'd like to share with our audience that are thinking about pursuing a career in medicine? So I would say that Make sure it's truly something that you want to pursue and do because you really are dedicating your professional career. And to me, knowing that you enjoy and are driven by that crossroads with the human condition, the science behind it, and the interaction with patients is truly a privilege. And if you're sure you know that this is the right field for you, I would say go for it. I would highly recommend it. Dr. Rajani, thank you so much for providing your insights to our audience. Oh, thank you for having me. Remember that education plays a key role in defining your future path. To make progress, only you can take the steps in the right direction. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Vakesh Rajani. Thanks to Kurt Krauss for graphics design. Thanks to Roger Coe for endless reviews and encouragement. And thanks to Joe, always. If you like Keys to the Future, please share it with your friends and let them know they can subscribe to Keys to the Future on Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. You can also follow Keys to the Future on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. I'm Gabby Coe, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Keys to the Future.